Hey there, and welcome to Lively Conversations brought to you by Table 112. Whether you're at the table, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope to inspire meaningful talks about life between parents and teens. I'm your host, Dana Williams, and I hope that you will subscribe to Lively Conversations. And if you find one that's interesting for a friend, pass it on, share it with a friend. Today, my guests are Meg Gleesner and her son, Jordan. Meg is a podcaster. She's a group leader for 10th grade girls, and she loves fantasy football, quilting, and attending her kids' matches and games, which I imagine there are quite a few of because she is a mom of eight and a grandmother of three. Meg has been married to Mike for 31 years, and she describes herself as a child of God trying to live her best life and invite others to join in. Her 16-year-old son, Jordan, is the seventh of her eight kids. Jordan loves his small group at church. He's a junior at Shorecrest High School, where he plays varsity football and recently added varsity wrestling this year, having very successful seasons in both. You might find him behind a sousaphone at the end of the parade. He's involved in a Bible study at his public school, and it's been a big year of growth in his faith. And I know you're going to see that as we talk so, without any further ado, let's jump into my lively conversation with the Gleesners. Welcome to the show, Meg and Jordan. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that we can meet virtually in this day and age. And because of that, I have a silly topic to get us started with. And maybe it's not that silly, but you know, Quarantine is a reality for most of us right now. It's this social isolation. So tell me, for you, what are your top three must-have items that you would take with you? Ooh. <laughs> what do you have to have? Let's assume that the basics are covered. Basics are covered. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would probably want my phone, uh, a charger for my phone, and... Um, I have no idea for a third one. Let's see, a bathroom. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Hey, I'm a girl who loves to chill in the bathtub. So um, having having a bath just for some relaxing time was great. Okay. A cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I mean, I guess to be cliche, my phone, I'm on a lot of group me's. I'm in a group me with my 10th grade girls that I lead at church. I'm in a mom's group, so just being able to communicate with the outside world. I'm on a family chat that's been blowing up on Telegram. So just being able to communicate with the outside world and see see what's going on in other places has been huge. Definitely. I completely agree with that and uh, can appreciate. I, I'll throw a bath bomb into your, your quarantine survival kit <laughs> for you. Done. <laughs> All right. So because of all of this that's going on, we're likely on our screens a lot more than we normally are. So, But on a normal day, we've got choices to make in that area. And we talked a little bit earlier about that. So in a day where our only connection with anyone outside of the people that we live with, what are some of the guidelines that your family has when it comes to electronics and social media? Can you guys talk about that? Well, the biggest thing that we have going into it is that we want to approach it with intentionality because if we if we just come with no plan in place then we're just gonna get caught up in the moment and make bad decisions with stuff like that and just not not succeed so ways that we do succeed is just like 
charging our phones away, do everything we do in the main air. So there's nothing that we're really doing in secret. So that there's that sort of accountability that we're not always on our phone and that we're keeping a pure heart and a clean mind. And that's it. Yeah, that's good. So that works for you on any given week. And then especially when we're, you know, spending more time at home together. Especially, yeah. yeah. And, and I would add to uh, the boys, we have eight kids and we have two left. Actually, another one I'm going to pick up from college because this college got canceled tomorrow. But we usually have the general guideline if the main areas are picked up, the dishes are done and your rooms are straight. I trust the boys to be able to go online. They just can come and say, hey, mom. I've got all the main areas done. I'm going online now for online gaming with my friends. I should be on for about an hour. Great. So it's kind of more like initiative on that on their part. Okay. So you're giving them a lot of autonomy, it sounds like, when it comes to this. Yeah, I think there's definitely a certain amount of autonomy once we have the basics done and once we, we've, we've thought about what we're doing. So a lot of our listeners have younger kids, uh, maybe middle school age, and I would like maybe you to talk about how did you establish those basics and what was that like for you, Jordan? Our parents have always wanted us to, to think about what, what do we want out of something. And once, once we come up with that, then you can start to establish how long you're going to spend with it and why, why you're doing it. So it sounds like a lot of conversations were foundational. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. So I heard that getting an Xbox was kind of a thing at your house. Can you tell us a little bit about that decision? Yeah. We didn't really grow up in the house with an Xbox or anything like that. All we had was our Wii since we were young. But as I started getting in my first couple of years of high school, I realized that almost everyone like was playing games over the weekends and were, were having fun. And I felt a little left out of that mm-hmm. because I was drifting away from them a little bit. So I, went, I came to my parents with this and I was just, I was just um, trying to be honest as I could with them and talking through it and the opportunity came up to buy an xbox because my friend had an xbox for uh, a low amount of money and uh i was able i was thinking it was put into my brain to buy it so i brought it to them and we we had a conversation about it one one of the big questions we asked at that conversation jordan is how can we use this to honor the Lord? We haven't had an Xbox before in the family because, you know, when your kids are little, like you're saying, Dana, a lot of a lot of your listeners have younger children and you're kind of when they're little, you're setting the guidelines. You're saying, all right, you figure out what's good, 20 minutes or 40 minutes. And then they learn to set a timer and they say, okay, mom, the timer's up. And, you know, but as they get older, you kind of want it to be what comes from their heart mm-hmm. and how they're looking at it. So, we had always just said, oh, we'll just do a Wii. That seems like a clean game with good input. But as this whole online gaming thing became more of a big deal and Jordan laid out what he was thinking, my husband and I, Mike and I thought, you know, well, we're going to listen to him. How can you honor God in this? Which was one of the big questions. And so Jordan, do you remember what happened after, well, <laughs> after we talked about it? Yeah, after that. We wanted to make sure that we were talking with someone a little bit more knowledgeable than just me about the subject. So we we checked in with one of my small group leaders at church, and he he was a 19 year old, and he's he's used his life to honor God. So my parents wanted to see what the Xbox could be used for by talking to him, 
and what he said is that the Xbox was like a modern day board game. Mm-hmm. People play it while they talk and do things together. That was also a big influencer on what it was. So once that happened, we all we all went to the group. Uh, I wrote a note to my parents, uh, writing down everything that I wanted and why I why I wanted to get the Xbox and all the things that it could be used for, to for the glory of God. And um, some of them were, you know, like he wrote down, I could get to know my friends at church better that way. People have bigger conversations. And that's also, Jordan, what one of your leaders said, too, is they can have bigger conversations. He would go to know his buddies at school better who talk about games a lot and that sort of thing because he's in the public school. And mm-hmm. um, it's just kind of a great opportunity. Those are some other things that he wrote. I will learn to be responsible. I'll learn to manage my own time and I want to get my homework done. So he had kind of come up with this whole great list. And then we confirmed it with one of his leaders. Yeah. And then after we had confirmed that we're, we're probably going to get it, we had a big family meeting and we talked about how, how are we going to, what are the specifics of these guidelines that we're going to put in place? And then after we discussed those, we all pitched in together and we, we bought it. It was kind of a, a sweet moment because we said, well, if we're going to go forward and get an Xbox for the house, we all want to support you, Jordan. And so everyone pitched in from their own private money so we could support Jordan in his quest to honor the Lord just together as a family. And then we went and picked up the Xbox. That's really incredible. I just love the intentionality that you came out with it, Jordan. I mean, that just shows so much initiative and forethought about the whole thing. And I also love that your family uh, decided to widen the circle and involve somebody who was maybe in between parent and teenager to help translate the generation. So I just, I love that about that story. So Jordan, I've also heard about this thing called the hot tub of truth. And we want to know, like, who visits the hot tub of truth and what is happening in the hot tub of hot tub of truth? <laughs> well, it's pretty self-explanatory, but um... maybe, I mean, we're there, we're not. So tell us. <laughs> <laughs> One day, uh, I was hanging out with my lineman friends from football. I think we were wrestling at the time, so they're technically my wrestling friends. We went and we we came over to my house, and they realized that I had a hot tub, and they wanted to go in. And I was like, yeah, let's go in the hot tub. And then once we got into the hot tub, we started talking about this really deep and encouraging conversation about how we move past our flaws. And then after that, we just started calling it, oh, it's the hot tub of truth because that's where truth comes out. That's awesome. And like even in this past week, I've had a hot tub of truth session, as we call it. And it's it's just awesome. And Jordan, you were telling me yesterday that when topics come up that you're you're able to bring uh, verses into the conversation. And a lot of these fellows are in different places in their faith journey. Some of them don't know the Lord yet. And Jordan's very big hearted and he loves having his friends over. And so they'll often be out there just having these really uh, serious conversations after they have fun and cook together. And it's just become a real ministry opportunity without phones. People are out there just visiting and having really deep conversations that get steered toward the Lord. That's really incredible. I love that you are creating a space like that for for your friends. So you two partner together in the Letters From Home podcast. Tell me, what is the show all about? And then tell us where we can find you online. Well, the 
our show is called Letters from Home. I started this just because I so I get so encouraged when I hear other people share how God's moved in their life. I know so many people whose stories would just encourage other people about what God's done. So we started the podcast, uh, Letters from Home, and it's I'm working on a new website, lettersfromhomepodcast.com. Okay. We're on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, my email is lfhpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, we'd love to have your listeners check it out and be encouraged hearing hearing about other testimonies. We've got an 89-year-old lady on there sharing about how she helped translate a Bible. And wow. kind of like one of your previous episodes, we have a, a 11-year-old business entrepreneur who started a cupcake business to help the homeless. So we got kind of a variety of testimonies of all ages. That's fantastic. And Jordan, what's your role in the podcast? How do you help with that? So my role is uh, the technical director. And although it does sound a little made up <laughs> because it completely made up, um, I, I don't do much anymore, but I, I had a huge role in the startup of the podcast because I was really teaching my mom how to use all the tools. Like she started out using GarageBand and she bought a new microphone. So I did a lot of the research for which microphone to choose and how to use GarageBand. And I taught her all of that. And so once I taught her, she was able to do it by herself. And I didn't really have a huge part then. I just came in every once in a while and she said, she asked me for help and I was like, all right, you're good. It's good. Also, Everything he wasn't deleted. <laughs> and Jordan, he, uh, he and my son Josiah also and Micah have written the music for all the intros oh. and the outros. So he still does that for me. He does wow. the intro and outro music. He's also in theater, so he's he's got that music bent as well. And so he helps me with that. Or now I'll just say, okay, Jordan, can I hire you for an hour? He'll come in and help make sure I just got some new equipment. And he is my go-to who I rely on for new technology. I love that. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted to talk about? Not for me. I heard this incredible TED talk from Kara Lane called Embracing Your Gamer. Send this link to your mom. It's an incredible thing. I know gaming is such a, a difficult thing. Every I, I know us at one point, everyone wants to cut the electronics in the whole house and go back to Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> but the whole important thing is kids, each kid needs to learn to navigate technology safely and hopefully God willing from their walk with the Lord to make those decisions and to learn things. But this Ted talk is so great about how to help encourage someone who likes to game, which I find that all of my sons do. And it's, it's always going to be an issue. We need to trust God for it. We'll definitely link to that in the show notes. So because the show is called lively conversations, what's something that it can be fun. It can be silly. It doesn't really, it can be serious. It doesn't matter to me. What's something that fills you with life? Well, I am the seventh of eight children, so I've gained a lot of knowledge from all my older siblings and from my parents, and as a, I was raised in the church, so I have a lot of foundation built up of like Christian knowledge. So the thing that really feel, fills me with life, at least recently, is when I can use that foundation that I've built up over all my life up to this point, and it comes in handy. Like when we're in the hot tub of truth, because everyone who goes in the hot tub of truth as of now is not a believer yet. So 
I can use verses when they have questions and they ask me a question about Christianity and I can just pull up a verse like that because I have this foundation built. So using that foundation really fills me with life and makes me excited to keep going. Fantastic. I love that answer. Well, wow, Jordan, that's, that's really sweet. <laughs> Make your mama cry. Um, for me, I would say, first of all, just, just the fact that we have hope in the Lord and to get up every day and know that I'm the Lord's and that I'm going to heaven fills, fills me so much. Um, and then I think so many people hear about being a grandmother and I'm a grandmother with three and ki grandkid number four on the way. And you hear about how fun it is, but what you don't hear as often is when you see your daughter be a mother or your, or see Jordan be an uncle, mm. there's a special joy that cannot be explained. It's, it's, it's a, it's an immeasurable joy that I have found God's brought in my life and fantasy football. I'll just have to throw that in as a fun one. I'm a commission. We have two family leagues and I got four medals out of four leagues. So wow. that's kind of I am impressed. Yeah. I am impressed. I didn't want to go all serious on it. <laughs> that's fantastic. Good answer. Wow, Meg and Jordan and their family are such good examples of intentionality, Livelies. They are smart about having conversations and widening the circle by including another a trusted adult in Jordan's journey. I just love how Jordan is so purposeful about using the tools in his life for doing good. Whether it's his cell phone, an Xbox, or even his hot tub, he seems to be thinking about how he can use it to spread hope to the people around him. And can't we all use a bit more hope these days? As we get ready to turn over the lively conversation to you and your family, we want you to consider these verses as you talk. Peter wrote a letter to encourage believers to keep doing good, even if it means they'd suffer. He said, Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. With that in mind, here's this week's big question for you to discuss together. Do you think it's easy for people to see a hope in you? And how could you take one intentional step to grow that hope? Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week at the table. El Señor le bendiga. Bye now.